Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and catch up, sometimes more than once. Mike, I have to apologize to you because I we had uh, arranged to speak earlier in the day, and I had to delay it because I went grocery shopping with my mom. Mm-hmm. Ugh, what a nightmare that was. <laughs> It was like two hours ago that we were supposed to record. I'm yeah. not mad. I'm not mad at all. I no, mean, I, I was I was working, but I had stuff to do. But no, I understand. But my blood pressure is through the roof. But I do need to tell you this story. <laughs> we're about to leave, and my mom, you know, it's really warm down here in SoCal. Mm-hmm. And my mom says, "Do you think we should leave the back doors open? You know, just the screen doors?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." She was like, "Okay." She goes, "But." Uh, I don't know. Now, I, I better put a radio on so they think that, that a burglar thinks somebody's home. Okay. And I was like, uh, all right. So my mom runs and gets a radio, right? <laughs> Can I please tell you that I had to wait 10 minutes because she wanted to pick the right station? <laughs> and like, because it automatically, she never listens to the radio. So she's like, what? Well, all it's playing is Spanish music and country music. Okay. And I was like, okay, who cares? It's a radio. And she goes, I don't want the burglar to think that I listen to, like, country music. <laughs> so she had to, like, figure out how to use it so she could put K-Big on 104.3, like the the station you would hear at the bank. She's concerned what the burglars might think about her music taste. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I had to wait for 10 minutes while she figured out how to put 104.3 K-Big your mom is like that. Do you remember the kid's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? And it's no. like, first you give the mouse a cookie, and then it wants milk. And then when you get uh, milk, it wants, you know, and there's like there's this long series of things you end up doing. Yes. Because it asks for a simple cookie. Yes. 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 And then she got like, and then if she's, like, she's a person too. I don't know if your mom's like this. When we were at Costco, she got a phone call on the cell phone. And so she stops. Like, yeah. She's, wherever <laughs> she is. In yeah. Costco. It could be in the middle of an aisle blocking people. She stops. And then she's like, hello. And, you know, there's no horrible reception inside Costco. Yeah. So she's it's like, like 10. Hello? Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I'm giving like three hellos and I'm gone. She's like, hello? 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 <laughs> this, hello? Is be- this is hello? Betty. This, this is, is Betty. Betty. <laughs> yes. Hello? Is someone there? Hello? And it goes on and on. And then here's the weirdest part because obviously another old person. Then finally, after like 25 hellos, they'll, she'll be like, oh, hi, Elma. <laughs> because what other person would sit waiting for to hear you for that long? Yeah. Both of was... you and I would both hang up. Yes. And try, try calling again. Yes. Or give up. Yes. <laughs> well, this is a mini episode, Joe. We're not supposed to be telling stories about our lives. Well, here's the thing. It's going to be a very mini episode. We only have like five minutes of outtakes. Very okay, short good. outtakes this week. I want to quickly touch on the Big Brother story we talked about and race. Mm-hmm. Do you, re- you remember that? Sure. So when we talked about it, it was I be- show do. It was before the Sunday episode had aired, uh-huh. and we hadn't been able to watch what they aired on Sunday. So. Now that I've seen the video of these things, I had previously only read comments about what they had said. And my point, to recap very briefly, my point was, this could be taken out of context. Joe, sometimes you make 
off-color jokes that some people might find offensive. I played a few of them out of context that made you sound like a horrible person. But And my point was you're not a horrible person, and I don't think that we should jump to judgment with these people on Big Brother. Okay? Okay, fair enough. Let me. You want to have all the evidence. Right. Well, let me update my opinion. This this Aaron woman is horrible. She's a horrible, horrible person. So, oh my God, what happened? Well, now that I've seen it in context, not, I mean, still, it's kind of out of context because it's like a quick little clip. So I don't actually know what happened before it, what happened after it. Maybe they were sitting around making jokes. But all of these racist comments are done in whisper. And oh. she doesn't want people to hear it which kind of adds a level to it. And then it's also just done with with hate. Like you can hear the hate in her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time during our normal episode talking about the queer comment. Yeah. And hearing her say the word queer, you can tell that that's not a friendly queer that one of our friends would say. It is somebody who doesn't like queer people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess any word could be said with hate and these words certainly are uh there's there's just a bad intention um yeah you know i re-listened to the episode i love how i'm so mad at myself i actually very responsibly took notes on updated thoughts i had okay and then i threw them away right they were in a stack of papers and i just realized i threw them away when i was looking to start the show but one of the things i remember is um no, no, let me scratch that. Um, but I can tell you, I had this conversation with my cousin. Now, I said what I thought my cousin would say. My cousin totally threw me for a loop, said none of anything I expected him to say. Hmm. Now, if, he, if I have a cousin, his name's Richard. He's gay and he's a week younger than I am. Okay. The one thing I will say, though, is, and I haven't mentioned this. He was a Chicano studies major in college. So he, regardless of what you think of that major, he has that vocabulary at his disposal. Mm-hmm. So I told him and he was like, ugh, I don't care about Big Brother. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, and then he went on this long speech that basically Paula Dean, the Paula Dean scandal and the Big Brother scandal are just unimportant in the grand scheme of things. And it's something that people like to flock around because it's easy to persecute them. But that the real racists are people in positions of power who use coded language to really use racism in a real way. Like, he would say, I don't necessarily agree with this, but he says that, like, like Justice Scalia is really a, more of a racist because he uses race and he has power to influence the lives of people in those race. At Many the end of the lives, day, sure. yeah. And at the end of the day, what Paula Dean and the people in Big Brother say um, is insignificant to anyone else's life. Okay, so they can say whatever they want. Well, like, no, I don't no, really no, no, understand no, 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 that. No, 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 no. He's saying like they're just idiots, and we're focusing on that. But where's that same rage? Where's that same outrage about you know the the things that people in positions of power do? rather than Paula Dean and Big Brother. Hmm. Now look, here's the thing back to Big Brother is there yeah, like again you you took out the things the jokes I said, some of them out of context for effect, but there's a difference between jokes about race and then people who who say who use race in a hateful way. Sure. You know, which is what we were kind of seeing. I haven't seen it's it weird. but in Big it's Brother. It's weird though because I think one of the comments that uh got played and played and played is Aaron says 
about one of the Asian American players, a Chinese woman named Helen. She says, Ugh, why doesn't she just go and make rice? Which I think is kind of a joke, even though she's talking. I mean, they're they're in this little fishbowl and they're talking about, I mean, they have nothing else to talk about except for the game and who they like and don't like and, you know, social positioning and everything. So she, I, I don't know. I think a little leniency is important. And as uh, Julie Chen actually talked about this on, what's the talk show she's on with like all the haggard women? Isn't it called just like The Talk or something like that? Sure. Yeah, The Talk. So Julie Chen uh, mentioned it. She mentioned that she was actually personally offended by some of the comments. Um, But she also, she concluded everything by saying perhaps this is, you know, in her life journey. She's a very young woman. Perhaps in her life journey this will be, you know, something to learn from. And who knows, hopefully she'll come out a better person after all of this is settled. But I want to say another thing, though. I don't think you should take or I don't think you should walk back from what you said. I think an update is correct. Essentially, what you were saying, and I support, mm-hmm. is that before we make a judgment, we should see all the evidence. And we hadn't seen the video yet. Right. You know, because a perfect example, and my cousin actually brought this up, of why you were right to wait to see the video evidence. But do you remember the whole Shirley Sherrod scandal? No. She, Okay, she was, um, or maybe she still is. I don't remember what, what she's doing now. I think she's gone. But she was a cabinet member under um, Barack Obama. And who's the guy? Oh, I'm not, I don't know exactly this. And Andrew Breitbart, who's now passed away, got a video of Shirley Sherrod speaking, right? And he took uh, a piece of it out of context that made it seem as if she was saying, I hate like white farmers and stuff like that, but it was a, a it was completely and disgracefully out of context. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it was as if, like, I said, like, imagine if I said I hate black people, right? And he took out the imagine if, right? Okay, and so until you see the entire video, until you see the entire tape, and see what the context is, then you could make a judgment. And as we saw, she was completely innocent. Same thing here. We. You were saying, let's wait, let's see the video, and then we can make a judgment then. And that's what we did. We made the judgment that uh, she's a racist. Now, back to Aaron and what she was saying about the rice thing. Um, uh, is uh, the, the reason that's um, distasteful and horrible is like a, a, a point I made earlier, which is she is an attractive, young, white woman. Uh, apart from being just a woman, she's pretty much at the top of, in terms of power structure, the... Um, the, the the chain, right? I don't want to say food chain, but she's near the top of the power structure, okay? And so when you're attacking uh, an Asian person and reducing them down to a stereotype, well, what what defense does that, uh, that, does that Asian person have against her? How do you reduce a white, a beautiful white woman down to a stereotype? You know, it's not, and it doesn't have the same balance as just saying, oh, go make rice, that's what you do, you sure. know? And so I think that's where it comes off as, really awful by the way reducing anyone down to a cultural stereotype i would never do cut to (laughs) cut to just five minutes of clips from episode 11 or something (laughs) and i i agree with you i think that we uh i i just worry because i know that they're playing this game and it's really difficult in there there was some talk about how um Andy, who's the homosexual cast member, the token homosexual on the cast this year, he 
has somebody called him a fag to his face kind of is part of a joke and he didn't say anything back and I I don't know I just they're in a social game so this kind of also goes to Gina Marie on the cast has been getting some heat for sitting in the hammock and kind of letting a lot of this pass and listening to it because she's a close ally with Aaron. She said a couple of things too, but she, I I feel like her heat might be a little too hot. She's already lost her job and really what she's done is sit and let it go. Um, But an additional point that maybe can close all of this off is they are on TV and they know they're on TV and I would assume, uh, I mean, it's possible that they let the guard down occasionally, but they they know they're on TV. So the things that she's saying and she knows is mic'd and can be picked up and broadcast to, to the nation, those are the things that she's choosing to say. Just imagine what is going through her head that she's censoring. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, so uh, have we closed the topic on this? Yeah, finally. Until next week's Big Brother. <laughs> just kidding. I, well, I can't wait until they're voted out of the house because then you know Julie Chen is just like, Licking her chopsticks. Ding. No, she's licking her chops. <laughs> <Joe>. <laughs> she's, licking, she's licking her chops to like tell them like, oh yeah, bitch, uh, you were fired. What do you think of that? I you wonder know? if she will tell them during the sit down right after they're evicted. I'm curious. Well, they go now because I just saw someone got evicted and then they interviewed them, but days after. Well, so he gets evicted. The, when you get evicted, Julie Chen is standing outside the door and you drop your luggage and you sit down with her as she like kind of gives you if there's some secrets that you don't know about she might give you some dirt she also plays a couple video confessionals from either the people that voted you out or your allies crying saying like if you got voted out today I'm so sad or whatever mm-hmm. and then usually they're on I don't even know but they're on like the morning talk shows the next day too so like oh, okay. I bet you that Julie Chen show has like priority and gets everyone. I would oh, imagine. I don't know. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. She's gonna tell them right there in front of America. Hey, bitch. Um, you have some time. You have some vacation time. That pageant job you have is gone. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see that. Um. Okay. So I checked on iTunes. There were no reviews. What? I, I know, thought- guys. It was my birthday. I want some reviews for my birthday. I Thank thought you. people liked our show. They do. But that's the thing. I think I know for a fact there are people I know who have not left reviews. Stephanie, I'm talking to you. Roxanne, where's the review? Melissa McQueen, where's the review? I'm going to do, you know, you're too young for Romper Room, Mike. But there was this children's show called Romper Room. And if you wrote in, right? They might choose your name, and at the end of the show, the teacher, you know, I don't know what her name was. I was really, really young. Romper Room was on. She would look into this fake mirror or something and be like, I see Mike from San Francisco, and I see Joe from Los Angeles, and I see Scott from Sacramento. Where's Scott DeSater from? (laughs) Monterey. I see Scott from Monterey, and I see R.C. Martinez from... Somewhere. And I, I see Rick from Orange County. I see Kyle from Hawaii. Okay, so I get it, Joe. 
I see Joey Boohecker from Buffalo, New York. Speaking of Seder69, we got a tweet from him. We also got tweeted from that Peter G. Somebody named Major 68 who just caught up and said happy belated birthday to Joe. Drum Major Kev tweeted at us. So did Terminally Single Tim saying that uh, the True Blood wedding that you talked about made him spit his drink out at work, mm-hmm. which is cool. I'm glad he's still listening. And that I'm glad is- he has a job. Those are all the tweets. <laughs> oh, by the way, quick update. Those are all the tweets. My mom went to go get a car wash this week, and she said that maybe it wasn't there and that the manager was training someone new. Oh, good. I hope I maybe's got fired. That really yeah, made my blood boil when I re-listened to the story. What are you, stupid? <laughs> you so can't keep a job at a gas station? What else do we got to do? Okay, uh, we got the tweets, we got the reviews. Okay, now, oh my gosh, I haven't gotten it ready. We have to play Catching Up with Catching Up. Um, oh. You give the rules, I gotta get the bag, and I, I, I really am, I forgot about this part. And it's my so, favorite part of the show. So, each week, Joe and I, I'm gonna do this really fast before he comes back with the bag. Each week, Joe, Joe and I take all of the people that have written iTunes reviews, and we put their names in a bag, we pull one out. If you hear your name called, all you have to do is contact us, and then sometime during the week, we will... Catch up with you on the telephone or over Skype or something. Oh my gosh. Mike, start that again. I'm done. Ugh. (laughs) It's horrible. So pick a name. I'm I'm so going to edit that so it's over anyway. I'm going to still edit it so it's over your your voice. Yeah, keep keep talking while you do it. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Forget it. Okay, this week you get a pass. Okay. All right. I'm, my fingers are rifling through the names. I have selected a name. It's number 31. It's the 31st person to leave us a review. And the winner is. And the winner is. Name. Of Catching Up with Catching Up. With Mike and Joe, the person who will be speaking to Mike and Joe via either telephone or Skype is. Do you have any guesses, Mike? No. This really makes me mad every week. Why? Just say it. Oh, okay. I know who this is, but I'm going to say the username anyway, because I think I know who it is. Thogo1982. I believe it's Tom in Chicago. I think it is, too. I don't know for certain, but his Twitter handle has Thogo in it, so I think it is him. Tom in Chicago is the winner. Yay, get in contact with us, and we will catch up with you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I can ask ask all the secrets from when Mike was at the... In Chicago at the apartment. Tons of secrets. Mm-hmm. So this week, the catching up, or last week, I should say, the catching up with catching up winner was Kyle in Hawaii. And Joe and I gave him a ring-a-ding, and we caught up with him. How was that, Joey? Well, here's, he was extremely fascinating, but I have an issue to bring up with you about this. It was like the universe came together for us on this conversation. Uh, we'll get to this in a second. We will get to this in a second. But let me tell you this. This is the first catching up with catching up winner that we might have to call back. 
Yeah, we both had somewhere to be, so we had this little window of opportunity. It was only like 30 minutes, and then Joe had trouble calling because he wrote the number down wrong, so it ended up being like 20 minutes. <laughs> so we were really limited on time, so we actually didn't get to finish our conversation, I would say. And I can't say anything because I get the sense that Kyle's very private. Yeah. But Kyle dropped a fucking bombshell <laughs> in this phone call. About it. About his personal life. About his personal life. And so I started asking questions, and Mike was like, Kyle, um, you don't have to answer Joe's questions. And then Kyle's like, uh, no, I'm perfectly fine with answering Joe's questions. And then I was like, okay. And then Mike just changed the subject. Joe was asking incredibly personal questions. And if he wants to answer them, fine. But I wanted to put it out there that if at any point he felt uncomfortable or didn't want to answer them, he didn't have to. I didn't want him to like feel like he was being grilled. Okay, so what did we learn about Kyle from Hawaii that we can talk about? We learned that about his job. Oh, yeah, he... Shh, I don't know if we should say that. Oh, really? I just don't... Oh. Did you know that before? No. I, I think he might keep it private. Oh. <laughs> okay, we learned that Kyle has a job. <laughs> yes. And that he... I don't know if we should say... <laughs> I don't know what we can and can't say. He never. Oh, by he... the way, hold on, really quick question. We've never had this issue before with other catching up with catching up winners, but and he never explicitly said, I'm a really private person and you can't talk about this. True. But we but, learned but information that was there like... There is a sense. There, I got the sense too. Here's what it is. So a lot of the other listeners that had shared private details that we then shared on the show are not as involved with us in social media. So like, I feel like he is so active in social media and podcast listening and stuff, but then he never sh has never shared these details or I have never seen them anyway. So I felt like... These details are things he doesn't share on the internet. I think that's where it came from for me. Okay, we learned his name is Kyle. Well, I knew that before, yeah. We learned he's from Hawaii. He's really involved in some stuff that you're kind of interested in, right? Can we talk about that? Briefly. Um, He's really into, like, Buddhism. He's more into, I feel, get the sense. Well, here's this is one of the things I would ask him about. Actually, we didn't get a chance. But he's super into Buddhism, and I get this sense in some degree in new age spirituality but then there's that whole he's also really into like skeptics mm -hmm. you know and listens to about a, a bunch of skeptics podcasts right which i'm actually a big skeptic as well and i i there it but I, and I will say there is a a weird discrepancy between believing those two things right and what i think is funny is it, and he brought up a lot of good points about buddhism and new age spirituality that i had questions for but we had to go right so maybe we will have a conversation with him later and just continue this conversation but um cool there you go sweet so um thogo1982 give us a a tweet or an email let us figure out how to contact you and we'll arrange something in the coming week yeah and kyle in hawaii um Unless Mike has some busy-ass schedule, perhaps we can continue this conversation just to finish some unfinished business that I feel we had. I would like that. All right. Cool. cool. Um, is that everything, Mike? That is all for me. Okay. Might be one of our longest mini-episodes ever, 
But we only have that long. We have very short outtakes. So I don't feel badly. Cool. All right, Joe. And it was it was good stuff. Nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Bye. Let me tell this story, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt it because this will be an outtake. Girl, I am so gay. I know nothing about cars. Remember last week when I went to go um, to the uh, Men Alive show? Mm-hmm. Afterwards, I had to go to like a birthday barbecue for my grandfather at my parents' house. And um, like right when I turned on the car after Men Alive, the oil light came on okay. on my car. And I was like, oh, look at that. How cute. Like <laughs> it's they, a genie lamp. Yeah. It, well, no. <laughs> I get three wishes. <laughs> I hope one of them is for more wishes. Anyway, um, I was like, no, it tells you when you need an oil change, right? Mm, so I drove home to my parents' house, and I'm talking to my brother and uh, another neighbor who knows a lot about cars. And I'm like, "Oh, I don't, I don't, I would have never mentioned this, but I think I've ran out of things to talk about with them." So I was like, "Oh yeah, the oil light in my car came on. I got to get an oil change." And they're like, "That's <laughs> very serious. That's really, really, really serious." They're saying the best case scenario is you have no oil. And your car could freeze. You cannot drive your car. Right. So they go, and they go, the worst case scenario is you need a new oil pump, which is you might as well need a new car. They go to my car. They're like, when was the last time you got an oil change? I'm like, I don't know. What year I, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm, let me I, think here. Will Reagan and Grace was, were still on. <laughs> Reagan was president. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so then they, they had no oil in the car. Will and like, Grace was still on? What a stupid reference. <laughs> well, that's the point of the joke. It was supposed to be like a dumb reference. So anyway, I go, um, <laughs> um, anyway, so I go, uh, I go, oh, so I they go, you have to immediately get oil. So I got oil and then I drove it to get an oil change. Right. Cool. And there was, there was a funny story though, like towards the end of the night. So everybody's here and it was like, full house and everybody's like you know help yourself to anything and everybody's just kind of pouring their own drinks and whatever and i (laughs) i overhear a conversation i guess there was this like 40 year old bottle of wine that was like um hidden away not to be used with all of the cheap wine we bought and all of the margarita shit and all of that Mm -hmm. and there was plenty to drink it wasn't in fact there's even leftover it wasn't like Somebody... Like they were like they were scavenging the house, right? You know? yeah. Exactly. But I guess my roommate's sister, oh no, found the forty-year-old bottle of wine and started drinking it. <gasps> oh, <laughs> and don't do that in a gay house, man. <laughs> so the there was fucking like, feathers were flying. It wasn't just that she did it; it was also they were everybody was toasted when this conversation happened. She was toasted on the forty-year-old bottle of wine, but it was just a really funny. That was the funniest thing that really happened. Well, I had my birthday. Okay. okay. I had a really fun birthday party. I, I like to keep my birthday party small, actually, um, because I don't like, I actually don't like big parties, you know, I okay. like, like just close part, intimate friend parties. Um, so I have my cousin, uh, Richard, whose birthday is next week, because, you know, he's a week younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, he hosted the party at his house. And we had, but we played this game called Cards Against Humanity. Have you ever played this? Oh, I love that game. Yeah. You know what's really weird about this game is 
it was just a few friends. It was my friend Shannon, Patrick Keene, Michael and Julia, um, my cousin. And then that was it. And we were just waiting for my friend Melissa to get there. Mm-hmm. So as we're waiting, we literally all have a conversation about Cards Against Humanity. And I was saying, like, yeah, I want to get it one day. I want to buy that game. I just haven't bought it. And I was saying, do you know that you can go to the website and print it for free? Mm-hmm. You know? And we're talking about it. And literally, as we're talking about it, Melissa gets there. Uh-huh. And she hands me. She goes, I want to give you your gift now because I want to know if you have it or not. And it's Cards Against Humanity. Whoa. That's like the universe delivering for... <laughs> You're being funny. We actually really talked about that. Uh... That really is a sign. Isn't that weird how the universe works? It's not a universe delivery. It's just someone buying a present that is ironically something you wanted. Coincidentally. Yeah, coincidentally. Yeah. Um, I originally heard about it on the Game Night Guys podcast. They oh, have they played, played it? it? Yeah, hmm. and it's so funny. Anyway, I've never, I've never actually played it. I've only heard it's so, it. On... It's like apples to apples, so, dirty. But yeah, hold yeah, on. yeah. So that's okay. That's funny. That's not my my story. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um